for future economic trends. This is BizTalk. Welcome, everyone, to BizTalk and our special program, Small Town, Big Dreams, Discovering Rural China. I'm Michael Wong. We're here to wrap up CGTN's special series, Fields of Hope, where we are traveling across the country to discover China's measures, efforts, mindset, mentality in terms of how this country is developing its vast countryside. We are currently in beautiful East China's Jiangxi province, in the southern part of the province, uh, in this very idyllic countryside. And we're going to reflect on some of our experiences and thoughts about Jiangxi and perhaps do some comparing and contrasting as well. I've got four fantastic guests joining me for this discussion. So how about we welcome them in into this beautiful garden here in southern Jiangxi. Guys, welcome. Hello. Welcome Hi. to the program. Hello. Welcome. Come on, let's sit down and have a conversation in this garden and enjoy the wonderful mountain air as well, right? We have a little drizzle here and this wonderful mountain breeze, mountain air, I think, can really wake us up as well to talk about Jiangxi overall. So let me briefly introduce our guests. Uh, sitting next to me is Hera Hu, who is a native of this part of Jiangxi. Uh, Hera is also a startup founder in the education industry. So Hera, welcome. Thank you. Sitting next to Hera is a colleague of mine, an editor at CGTN, Sean Doherty. Sean, welcome. Thank you. Uh, we also have Emma Yanshin, who's actually yes. a customs officer at the General Administration of Customs, the People's Republic of China, or China Customs uh, for short. And hopefully Emma can explain to us the special mechanism that China has in terms of sending young cadres down to have that grassroots experience, yes, right? My pleasure. So welcome, Emma. And we're also joined by Jamie Wright, who is a columnist at China Focus. Jamie, welcome. Thank you. Thank and uh, I like to mention that Jamie is a native of England and Sean, you're a native of Ireland. Yeah. So welcome to you all to beautiful you. Jiangxi Thank province. You. Hera, let me start with you because you're a native of, of this area. Yeah. And if you could just explain to our overseas audience overall your, your life in Jiangxi, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about mm. that. Okay. Yeah. And my hometown is a senior town, you know, mm -hmm. and it's about 70 kilometers away from here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a native, I'm a hacker person. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're Hakka Chinese? Okay. Yes, Hakka Chinese. Anyway, before we get to the uh, further discussions, I, I just want to quickly remind our audience, uh, the Hakka Chinese yes. are a group of Chinese mm -hmm. people that migrated from the north and central parts of China towards the south of China yes. uh, a long time ago, I mean, as early as 1700 years ago, yes. and, and successively in, in waves and groups. Yes. And we actually have on display mm -hmm. some traditional Hakka food. And um, hard foods, hacker dialects. I have learned two hack dialects mm. and uh, hack mm. folk songs. Uh, I used to work working as um, English teacher in Shenzhen. And you know, in Shenzhen, the big city, I had a very fast paced life. Yeah. And I asked myself, what is the most important in my life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think so. I think it's a good place to start my career here. Yeah, and I did it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, going into the fields and and just playing around, doing some field work, doing some uh, farm work. I think that's very good for the yes. soul, for the mind, yes. right, yes. for the body yes. overall. And picking uh, strawberries. Picking strawberries. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And feeding cows, milk cows. Feeding yeah. cows. <laughs> Sean, I want to come to you because you've been in Jiangxi for a few days as well. 
this is your first time, this right? This is my first time. In Jiangxi. Talk to us about what you've seen, what you've observed. What are your thoughts on uh, rural Jiangxi? It's been wonderful. It's yeah. been wonderful visiting this region, experiencing the local culture, seeing the culture of ethnic, ethnic minorities in this country, how mm. they work and live together in harmony and experiencing and understanding a little bit more of the history of this region. What about the Hakka culture in terms of what the Hakka culture means for the local economy? As for the economy, such like, yes. we have the conference this year uh, in November. Oh, you the, mean the, uh, the 32nd World Hakka Conference yes, will be held here as well? Yes, yes. Okay. I think this is uh, a chance to uh, to develop Longnan from the Hakka culture. Hakka people just uh, come here from the northern part and through this long journey they have learned a lot. They have learned a lot of other culture from other people mm. uh, and uh, they become tough through this yes. tough yes you know so mentally more resilient yes, I guess. Yes. Hakka people are not afraid of uh, hardship yes. and they're determined to start well and do things well and they go uh, go global and mm. uh, come, then come back to build hometown well yeah, yeah they yes. are more open yes. open-minded yeah. i think in relation to my experiences particularly with the hacker people and hacker culture is you just get such a sense of the warmth of the people yes. the welcome that they give yeah. you it gives me warmth when I, while being here and it's something that i will miss immensely when i'm back in beijing not forgetting as you were talking about earlier not forgetting where the linkage is and where your family history is always yeah. knowing where your origins Roots are, are right yeah. Yes. yeah this connection to your hometown, home village. That's Absolutely. so important for Absolutely. the Hakka people. Yeah. What I've taken a great appreciation of is the cultural emphasis on balance between living with nature and mm. the influences of nature in Hakka culture. Yes. Mountains, water, the balance yes. of these, how they influence the homes. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Sean, but you're also from Ireland. Mm. And if I remember correctly, you also grew up in the Irish countryside yes. as well, right? Let's do some comparing and contrasting. What kind of similarities, maybe? What kind of differences do you see between the Irish countryside and the Chinese countryside? Well, you wouldn't get paddy fields in the Irish <laughs> well, countryside, yeah. I'm afraid. Or bamboo forests. Or bamboo forests. Yeah. But in terms of the greenery, there yeah. is uh, such a vibrancy of greenery as you can see around us. Yeah. So wonderful scenery, um, sweeping landscapes, high mountains. Yeah. Very similar to where I grew up in the west of Ireland. We've been able to look at many paintings in smaller local villages right. that highlight or show the local culture, show hacker culture or other minority cultures, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. You can walk around and people are very proud of it and you can feel it. Good. So. That love, that appreciation for nature and, and heritage and local culture and traditions Absolutely. and customs. Yeah. The preservation yeah. of such is very important. Exactly. Because we were at a, a ethnic minority group, right? The Shua village, sure. um, which is one of the 56 ethnic minorities that you can find here in China. And, and they're here in this part of southern Jiangxi as well. We got to do some bamboo dancing. Oh. That was fantastic. You were very Bamboo good. dancing. You were very you good. Were, look, come on. You've got those Irish sheets. You can really dance, right? And I, I just have to say, it really does wake you up better than oh. coffee, right? You do a little bamboo dancing in the morning. Works like magic, I feel. <laughs> Emma, let me come to you because, again, you're a customs officer, yes, actually. Yes. But you're working in the countryside. And I just want to 
get you to explain to our overseas audience how this mechanism works? Actually, mm -hmm. I graduated last year and I joined the JACC as a civil servant. Yeah. And there are several kinds of civil servant in China. And uh, for this kind, we need to uh, go to the uh, rural China and mm -hmm. to learn how does the rural civil uh, rural revitalization goes now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was dispatched here from January this year, and I will stay here for two years. During the first year, I will work in a village, and uh, during the second year, I will work for the government here. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how are you finding life here in the village? Because you studied in Beijing, yes. right, at one of China's top academic institutions. Yes. You're from a pretty decent-sized city, but now you're working at the village level. Okay. Share with us some of your experiences. Actually, rural life is not a new thing to me because uh, my hometown is also a small village in Yantai, oh, Shandong okay. province. Okay. Um, but because, uh, before I arrived here, in my imagination, I think my life and work here might be peace, slow and quiet yeah. but the reality is totally different yeah. uh, i would like to describe my work and life here with the word energetic mm -hmm. i saw energy from every rural officers here i yeah. saw energy from their projects and also i saw energy from every town here i'm surprised that almost uh, every town have built their own tourist spots yeah. and some even have the bed and breakfast house stays I'm really surprised by the, by the development here and uh, also it makes me feel more hopeful for our rural revitalization. Yeah, and, and we've seen these wonderful bed and breakfast uh, rural mm. tourism resorts as well. You know, the roads are very well connected. Longnan, I've been very surprised. Um, it, it's a pretty small city by yeah. China standards, 300,000 plus people. Mm -hmm. By China standards, this is a small city and there's a high-speed rail. You have these parts of rural China being connected by infrastructure and that yeah. amplifies the effects of rural tourism. Yeah. Because if you build these wonderful resorts, you've got to have people coming over and yeah. experiencing the countryside, yes. Yes. right? And it's so important because China has explicitly said this country's modernization process will not be complete mm -hmm. until its rural areas mm -hmm. have modernized as well. So that gives everybody a sense of how important rural revitalization is. Jamie, you've been to many parts of rural <coughs> China. You've actually been to Jiangxi before. Right. Yeah, but the right. northern part of Jiangxi, at the porcelain capital, Jingdezhen, mm. of not only China, I feel, a porcelain capital of the world. Yeah. Right. So yeah. talk to us about the differences you see. I think both um, local um, governments are trying to um, attract um, talent into the areas and also retain um, the people, say, the talent that they have, because there's a great pull from the cities uh, taking, as a young people for, um, say, in search of opportunity to uh, these major cities like Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen. Yeah. Um, and I think, as I say, the local governments here are really trying to keep um, the people here, and this is what plays into the rural revitalization. So youth is at the, young people are at the heart of this rural, rural revitalization strategy. Jamie, overall, you haven't just been to uh, Jiangxi's countryside. You've traveled around rural China. Yeah, uh, that's right. What about those experiences? So I've been very fortunate uh, with, my, with my work. Um, I've been able to see um, lots of uh, rural areas in China from um, as a Yunnan, um, province, uh, Yunnan province uh, to uh, Chongli, which was um, in the north, a uh, satellite city of the uh, Beijing uh, Winter Olympics, mm. um, to, um, say, um, the western regions. The focus back then for the government was um, poverty alleviation. 
Um, so I, I was I seen the first hand experience of how um, this poverty alleviation is happening on the ground. So. Um, like with Emma, uh, there was um, cadres sent into yes, the uh, rural villages countries. in order to try to help, and I think now the uh, the focus has shifted towards uh, rural revitalization. Yes, yes. So now that say China has essentially achieved its goal of poverty alleviation, it's now switched to uh, rural revitalization. But so I, I can talk to the uh, policies in terms of um, poverty alleviation mostly, but um, in terms of rural revitalization, I'm learning now as we go on on trips like this yeah absolutely mm -hmm. uh rural revitalization going to be key in terms of consolidating china's efforts and achievements to really eradicate absolute poverty emma i want to come back to you in terms of the portfolio of responsibilities that you're responsible for if you could talk to us maybe a little bit more about the importance of developing the local industry for example, in the southern part of Jiangxi, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying this just because I'm in Jiangxi, but mm -hmm. I've had some of the sweetest oranges and tangerines I've ever had. They are really sweet, and I haven't heard about these oranges and tangerines mm -hmm. when I was in Beijing. Uh, I know the orange that you just mentioned is the navel orange, right? Yeah, navel oranges, yes. yeah. Uh, actually, uh, it was input from other places uh, many, many years ago. And before that, here the local people lived a hard life, I think. Mm. And uh, then they found that the mountains, the rivers here are suitable for the for that kind of orange to grow, yeah. and then they input that fruit and yeah. uh, gain a lot of money. I think, yeah. uh, at least uh, they improve your uh, their income. Yeah. The key is to find the unique and the features, and especially to give full use of the natural resources of the local. Yeah. Yes. Just just continuing on what Emma said, um, I say I've, I've seen this um, throughout all the places that we've been to. Um, one of the unique things about um, China, because it's um, decentralized um, down to the township level, you have these local governments who are essentially in competition with each other in terms of innovating new policies. And once something is shown to work, it then gets national level recognition mm -hmm. and then it gets rolled out into other areas. So all these different areas in China, all these township levels, county levels, they're all innovating these different policies, trying to see what works. And once it works, then yes. as they, they share that knowledge with yes. the, the rest of the country. Yes. Yeah. Hera, I want to ask you a little bit more about your education startup, if you could tell us a little bit more about that. And specifically, I'm interested in the maybe education gap that you see. Yeah. between rural China and urban China and what you think we can do to maybe close that gap a little bit more, right? Because education is about opportunity. Education is about development. There's still some differences between urban and schools and, and uh, rural schools, you know. I think it's smaller and smaller, the gap. Yes, we want the teachers to actually be in the schools, yes. in the village, but you can have classes where the teachers are remote in another city and, and really give quality education yes, to villages. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you see that in this village as well in terms of the village schools being connected by technologies and you can have remote learning? Some media equipment. Yeah, media, media equipment. So you can learn yes. from a teacher um, yeah, yeah. from yeah. from outside and people, of the village. And students also can search yeah. on the internet. How mm. um, long has it been since the um, has it only been in approximately the past five years yeah. that that internet and connectivity coming to rural areas at a high speed to enable people to have teachers from other areas or other provinces is that very very recent? 
or has that been here for many years? Maybe just in five years. Five years. Yeah, five years. Okay. Yeah. Something I just want to add about connectivity and access to, for example, broadband, because that's important for education as well, right? Emma, do you have anything to add on this front? Because you're responsible for a lot of village life,、mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if you could share some of your village's experiences or township experiences in terms of what you're doing to boost education, right? Because、mm -hmm. we want that next generation of young people、mm -hmm. to help with countryside development. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What more are you doing on that? The government pays more、um, investment to the education、uh, im improvement of the downtown area,、mm -hmm. and、uh, and also as for my work, we have launched a, a program called Let's Learn Together in my village and in my town. We Hold it every Saturday afternoon, and we will call some students、uh, who are interested in study or in reading, and、uh, we will have a small group to study and learn together.、Mm. Yes, that's wow. Yes, that, that's quite interesting. Yes. What more do you think the rural areas of China can do to attract more young people, young talents? Just like an old Chinese、uh, Chinese saying goes, 想要富先修路 Yeah. <laughs> If you want to make money, you need have a good infrastructure, and、uh, I think for different people, we should have different policies. For those young people who grow up from here, for those、uh, for them to come back means come means go back home.、Mm. And if we want to attract them back, we should pay more attention to the emotion part. Yes, to the emotional factor, and、uh, for those who want to start their own entrepreneurship here, they want to start anew. And uh, uh, we、uh, ask the government we should give them good policies to for them to help them to start their business here.、Yeah. And、uh, I think、uh, all in all, it takes a good、uh, blacksmith to make. Steel and、uh, we. That's a good. <laughs> yes. Good description. <laughs> yes, we should give full use of the policies of the、uh, resources and、uh, a good infrastructure.、Um, a good government is the best name card of the village. I think I really sense that sort of determination, especially at the village and township levels. Right to find solutions、yes. when it comes to developing the rural areas, like Jamie was mentioning. Uh, different villages and townships really competing、yes. when it comes to development models, right?、Yes. So may the best ideas、mm. win. Yeah, I guess、yeah. is what's important. Jamie, from I wouldn't say outsider's perspective, but、mm. would you have any perspectives in terms of how rural areas can draw in more young talents?、Mm. Just like echoing what everyone has said,、um, you need the physical、um, and, let's say,、um, non-physical infrastructure. You, you, you need, as I say,、um, let's say the transport infrastructure. You need the digital infrastructure. The digital infrastructure is key, and we've seen in the last five years,、um, as I say, this coverage of 4G and even 5G in many places.、Um, And I think on the very local levels, the, each、um, township are innovating different policies. As they trying to、um, subsidise、um, businesses, offer out loans at、uh, preferential、um, rates in order to attract this、um, young talent. Maybe that the market opportunities that we see here in the countryside.、Mm -hmm. I think that's、yeah. quite abundant. So if you're an entrepreneur and、mm. uh, you have that entrepreneurial mindset, really、mm. discovering the opportunities in China's countryside.、Mm -hmm. I think that's、yeah. really sort of the next the next level. But again, I mean, we want to draw more young people back to the countryside to develop the rural areas. But、mm -hmm. I think maybe young people also want to find that balance,、mm. right? You want to be connected to nature, 
you want to live in the countryside, but you also want to expand your horizons as mm -hmm. well. Yes. Right. So yes. how how do you how do you balance that mindset, Hera? We can spend one day to uh, stay homes. Mm. Yes, mm. and we can feel relaxed. Mm. Mm. Yes, maybe it's a good place to relax and to put us into harmony with ourselves, with uh, nature, and with uh, spirit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think China overall has a great tradition of harmony with nature.、Mm -hmm. I think that's an essential element of、mm -hmm. Chinese culture and tradition overall.、Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. How do you think about this balance, Sean? Because you're from the countryside, but you've been abroad as well. Yes.、Uh, quite some time. In terms of、um, finding that right balance between, look, you want to be in your hometown, in the villages, in the countryside, having that experience, but also you want to expand your horizons,、yes. right? Get that world view. I think. It's enabling yourself to come the occasional visit to places like this, and having that grounding, so that when you go back to the metropolises of Beijing or、mm. Shanghai or where else in the world, which is densely populated,、mm. you carry you carry that grounding with you to understand where your food comes from,、yeah. where all of these different elements come together. Balance is incredibly important. Getting fresh air into your lungs. Yeah. All of these different points together. For me, when I was in university in Ireland, I would go to Dublin, and I would be in the heart of Dublin city during the week. And at the weekend, I would get the train back to my rural, rural hometown. Yeah. So I was able to balance that of having my days off, which was the perfect balance of being within nature, but、yeah. also being within the city. Yeah. But it's all. It's also for many. Rural areas. What it's great to see is online influences and online influencers that are coming and setting up their businesses in rural areas, where they're highlighting rural life and showcasing it to urban populations, which is fantastic. That's a huge development point, isn't it, Emma? In terms of the power of China's live stream e-commerce and just wang hong da kai dian, right? Is what they call、yes. it in Chinese. You can make a village go viral. You can put a village on the map simply with the click of、yes. a few buttons. Yes.、Mm. When I first came to my village, almost every rural officer they suggested me to do some live. Industry, yes. Yeah, but why do you think it's so important for China, this mentality of maybe dispatching young people,、mm -hmm. right, young cadres to the countryside to really support rural development here? Why, why is that mindset so important? Because you see such young village officials dotted across China. Where does that mindset come from? I would like to explain that from two reasons.、Yeah. The first reason that rural area need us. You know, for the rural area, there are many things to start anew, and they need the new young people to provide some new suggestions, some new、yeah. ideas, because we might see、uh, the problems from different points,、mm. and we can contribute more energy to the rural revitalization. And the、yeah. second part is that we also need. 
rural areas, you know that to start things from anew means that you have many difficulties to overcome. Yeah. And through this process, you will grow up a lot. And yeah. I think this is also a win-win progress for yeah. young people and for rural area. Rural area is just uh, like um, it's still only also like a young people. It is also grow grow up yeah. and and we are very pleased to join to join the pro uh, to join the progress and grow up together yeah, mm. yeah. just to follow on from what emma said uh, it's um one thing about attracting young people back to um let's say the rural areas but also like emma's work where you have young people coming into these areas with fresh ideas yeah so and mentality yeah, I, I, I seen um, in Yunnan, so it wasn't, uh, this um, e-commerce is huge in China, but obviously, um, say the older generation don't know how to use it. So mm -hmm. you, you're, you're having uh, younger people coming into these areas, teaching, as I say, the older generation, how they can do business, how they can make money from e-commerce. Yes. Yeah. I mean, is that a difficult job in terms of teaching the older generation how to use social Because I actually see, we see a lot mm -hmm. of people, right, in the villages, uh. maybe, older, more senior, but they're also using smartphones and getting their message out. Some of the time, they prefer to do works face-to-face. Uh, -face. And uh, for those who want to use e-commerce to help them to uh, develop the industry, um, they are younger, actually. There is less difficulties for them to use the technology. Okay, we're a bit short on time now. Are there any final thoughts that everybody has about rural Jiangxi before we leave our audience? to come here and yeah. to experience it themselves. <laughs> yes. That's my p final piece of advice. Yes. Uh, and I think we should go out to expand our outlook and then, for example, to learn some operation mode and then come back to develop our campsite, right? The scenery is incredible. Uh, the people are so welcoming. And I didn't realize how close this is to um, Hong Kong and Shenzhen. So it's a couple of hours by high-speed train. It's um, under two hours. Yeah, yeah. The so fastest one. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. So it's yeah. Um, it's really not far. It's um, yeah. You come here for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. You can call Longnan like Shiwai Taoyuan. It's really a place of peace and love. And uh, I really lead a different life here from the, it is very different from the north part. If yeah. you feel that uh, every place you go is similar, then you should come here to have a different experience. I feel like the calling card of Jiangxi province should just be Jiangxi hospitality, right? Because yeah. you've got to mm. really come here to experience it, yeah. to see how friendly the Jiangxi mm. people are. Yes. And again, it's great to see, you know, young people coming to the countryside to develop yes. rural China because, like Jamie and both you said, you have to have that reframe, I guess, of mindset, inject the rural areas with a new mentality, mm -hmm. uh, new energy as well, because every time I take a look at rural China, all I see are opportunities. Of course, there are mm. challenges, and people yeah. like you, Emma, are trying to work on those challenges. Yes. They're still quite a, a long development path forward, mm -hmm. but at least China has that commitment, right, yes. in terms of developing its countryside. So if you have a chance to come to beautiful Jiangxi province, please come over here and enjoy the hospitality of the Jiangxi people and, no exaggeration, some of the sweetest oranges and tangerines you'll ever taste in your life. Yes. All right, thanks for joining us, guys. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.